Welcome to the Fearless and Successful Podcast, brought to you by Coach D. That is me, and it is designed for changemakers just like you. I am an international success and business coach, and I love, love, love supporting you on your journey to ultimate health, happiness, and freedom. I obsess on all things mindset mastery and business strategy that allow you to design the life on your own terms. This podcast will be led through my three P's, productivity, purpose, and profit, and I will do my best to bring you the industry leaders on these topics, and I am also going to provide you with solo episodes where I'm going to talk about these three P's. If you are ready to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world, let's get this party started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my fearless friends. Another Tuesday and another fearless and successful live talk show. And today we have a very special guest. Yes, another special guest who's going to bring some magic into the room. And I want to introduce my dear, dear friend, Alyssa Twist. Um, And she is a professional speaker who helps businesses grow by utilizing the power of storytelling in every aspect of their operations, especially marketing. And you know that I love all things marketing, but this is a little bit of a special marketing because Alyssa does marketing and she does the twist on the spot. So right here, right now, we're going to experience the power of twist. Are you ready, my friends? If you're ready, let me know in the chat. I'm not going to bring her on. I want to see some comments going on. Come on, your friends. Let's do it. Are you in? I'm going to bring twist on the screen and I'm going to officially welcome her. Yep, 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 yep. Hello. (laughs) How are you? I am awesome. How are you? I'm so good. I'm super excited to be here today with you. Me too. And you know why? Because um, I have personally experienced your magic, not once, not twice, several times. And I think that everyone needs a little twist. <laughs> How about I that? don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so tell us first, where are you tuning in from? Uh, so I live about an hour west of Toronto, Canada. So that's where I am tuning in from. Yes. And I already mentioned that you are a magician. For me, like it was mind blowing. First time when I actually saw you doing your magic, doing your things with words and everything like on the spot, I was like, dang girl like she knows some some really hot tricks and we're gonna talk about the magic and why marketing and how you teach marketing and how you approach marketing is Mm -hmm. through belonging right we talk about we're gonna talk about that but first i want us to go a little bit you know where this all started right how did you became such a badass when it comes to all things like speaking and you have a lot of hats like seriously a lot of hats um so yeah tell us well I mean I think my favorite story then if anyone's ever heard me say this before just listen again because you might find something new for yourself I was 11 I knew there was something bigger for me and I wanted to do something really special and my friend and I glued fur to rocks and we sold them as pet rocks at our school Christmas fair and people thought that we were nuts like our friends thought we were crazy we had like burns on the end of all our fingers trying to learn how to use a hot glue gun you know all the things and we made $200 and thought we were millionaires. I mean, at 11. And so I always had this sort of entrepreneurial bug. And I mean, super funny, D. I don't actually tell people this part of the story, but I will tell you. I was in the library at our school because that's where all the student tables were allowed to be. And we got our tables for $5, $5. And I would have parents come by and be like, you're such an entrepreneur. And I was like, thank you. Had no idea what the word meant. <laughs> like, had no idea. 
<laughs> anyway, I went on to, from there to do a lot of different things and ultimately wound up really loving messaging and being able to communicate things in a really different kind of way. And so I thought that anybody could do what I can do. I was like, people come up with marketing on the spot, like they can create their marketing. What's the problem here? And then one day about, I don't know, five or six years ago, eight years ago, however many years ago it was at this point, I was sitting in this little bakery and it was like a local women's networking event. I'm sure that there are folks who are listening who can relate to this. And the woman said, I, you know, I just want to be able to, you know, sell to corporate and I want to do gifting. And I said, well, why don't you just put crumbs in the bottom of one of your containers with a note that says, sorry, I got hungry. Call Kate for more from the postman. And everyone in the room just sort of turned and looked at me and it was like, how come you can't come up with this? Like, I just thought that this was something people could do. I didn't know that this was like my, you know, people will say zone of genius or, you know, whatever phrase is comfortable for you, but like my superpower. And so, and I had been doing this for a long time and I thought, I, really, someone's going to pay me to do this on stage. And then I started to get paid to do this on stage. And now I have the privilege of being trusted by some incredible event planners who have me in because it's a different experience every time because there are different people in the audience who say, I'd really love help with that. I'd really love help with that. Hey, I have this idea, but I don't know what to do with it. And we come up with marketing on it for it right there on the spot. Oh, wow. And that's such a beautiful story. And I think that a lot of people, and I want to touch this, you know, because really I got some downloads right now. Um, people oftentimes, what you said, I did this on the spot. I I use my expertise. I use what whatever zone of genius, and I knew that you know this is going to help someone. Mm -hmm. How could you actually say, okay, I know that this helps people, um, and I'm not sure if that's going to be something that I can live off um, yeah. from. How did you go about to make a really serious business, like really awesome business at this point, like, you know, a million buck, buck business, you know? We're, yeah, we're, our aim is to do a million dollars this year. We're pretty excited about that. We're pretty excited about that. So we would, I think the, the best answer to give you is because I can do it on the spot, it creates this sort of intrigue. So however it is that you create intrigue for your business, you keep doing that. This is how I create it for ours. And mm -hmm. so when people go, oh my gosh, that is the best idea, the best wording, the best whatever that I've just come up with. But how do I make it work? You know, then what we do is we help them make that work. So they have this mm -hmm. nugget of an idea and then we turn it into something that they can sell. And so mm -hmm. that's really how we leverage it. And part of that is how it's presented. Because if I had said to this person in this bakery, oh, well, you could you could just put some crumbs in a container and you know put a little note. Like that's not exciting, right? Naturally, I have charisma. I also know how to engage an audience. That's part of being a professional speaker. And so being able to adapt that for online with simple mm -hmm. things like leaning in if you want to make a point, okay? Yeah. That, you know, these are ways that I use it, but also use my ability to communicate in order to attract our clients. So awesome, so awesome. And I love this. So if you would be on the spot right now and I want like people are coming in and uh, what is the like the most common thing that you help people with? Um, what is like this? Okay, not the whole marketing. But what, what is one of the things that you are really passionate about and you get like instant results with people? Oh, uh, where do I start? Instant, okay, <laughs> we're instant results. So we're not talking the done for you like services that we offer. So we're not talking about that. We're just talking about something that people can walk away with right now. Mm -hmm. Really, really, D, it's that people go, oh, I didn't see it that way before. I didn't know that was possible. I couldn't see that for myself. I couldn't figure out how to do that for myself. I know I wanted to, but then being able to build that bridge or for us to be able to paint that picture with them as they walk across that bridge, that's what we do really well. So it's mm. not specifically, oh, I help people get booked on podcasts, although we have a workshop for that. It's not, hey, I help people make great content. We have a product for that. 
our greatest superpower is being able to say, here is how you can do it. Let us help you get there and being trusted to do that. Yeah. And I saw like how you actually, how you are really powerful when it comes to bridging things together. Mm -hmm. um, and what would you also say, like when it comes to marketing and we are, we live in a different age right now, right? Mm -hmm. We need to be able to communicate clearly and we need to like power of, of our message is, is key when it comes to surviving and thriving in our in our business. So what would you say, like, where do people start when they want to create a compelling message and marketing? Mm, to answer this question, I'm going to tell you a story. Would that be all right? Yes. Yes. Go. For anybody listening, I don't just want you to hear what I'm saying. I want you to watch how I'm interacting with Dee because this is Dee's platform. And so by asking permission to do something, I'm also building a relationship with you and her. Okay. Mm. So these are really intentional things that sometimes people do naturally. And sometimes we have to learn to do, but these are the things that will help you when you are building bridges in your marketing is asking permission mm. because sometimes people are going to say no, or they want to, and you need to be able to read them and say, you know what, now maybe isn't the best time. Let me actually do it in like this way instead. Okay. So mm. I want, I want everyone watching and listening to look at this in two different ways. Okay. Like really mm -hmm. put this in. And if you can only take it in one way, go back later and just watch the replay. Okay. Friend? And tell me why asking for permission is so crucial. Because what we are, I mean, you're lending me your platform. You're sharing a stage with me. You're trusting me with your audience. There are lots of different ways to look at this, right? Like if we, if we stick this experience in a fishbowl and look at it from all different angles, which I know is an older analogy that doesn't resonate with everybody, but just hear me out for a sec. When we are able to look at something from several different perspectives, suddenly we're able to see where maybe a message that we wanted to communicate in one way might actually be perceived another or something we want to communicate, we could only see when we walked around the other side of something and saw it from somebody else's perspective. Yes, yeah. so powerful. Mm -hmm. And now that I've done that, I've actually forgotten what your original question was, do you remember? <laughs> and this is how you bring humor into things. This is how you bring humor into things. So good, so good, yes. Yeah. So where would people start when it comes to their marketing and their right. messaging? Where do people start? Perfect. So actually that was great is ask for permission. So like, where, where can you go and look for like, whose audience can you share if you're building your business or, yeah. you know, the place to start is like really understanding what you do, but you don't have to share a stage to share your message if you're not sure yet. So really get sure about what you want to offer and how you want to say it, but you need to be clear to when you communicate it. And here's where the story comes in that I want to tell you. And it's one of my favorites. Are you ready? Take it. All right. I was speaking at a women's event uh, a number of years ago and there were a number of people. It was a big U-shaped table, if you can imagine. And I'm standing in the middle and the, the presentation's behind me. And I, you know, talk to people about how they could design an introduction. So some of you might call this an elevator pitch, uh, a 90 second speech, whatever language you use. For me, it's just how you introduce yourself. And so I said, you know, who would like help with this? And this woman sitting just to my left, she's like, oh, I need help. And I'm like, OK. And her name was Heba. I love Heba. Like, I adore this woman. She's one of those people that you meet once and you never forget. And like, she could call me 10 years from now and be like, yo, Twist, I need help with something. And I would drop what I'm doing to help her. Like, she's just fantastic. And she's got big, broad shoulders and beautiful dark hair and like eyelashes out to here. She is fantastic. And she says, I'm in construction and I don't understand why people don't understand what I do. And I said, okay. Let's say you're building a house. We don't build houses. Let's say you're renovating a basement. We don't do basements. Okay. Heba, what do you do? Kitchens and bathrooms. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. So again, from her perspective where she's standing, she can't see why people don't understand. Everybody else in the room is like, oh, you do kitchens and bathrooms? First time. Maybe they've heard that, right? And I said to her, great, what area do you work in? Now this can be super important, okay? Super important because people can't always, or sometimes what happens is people relate what you do to where you live. 
And so we determined that she works in a very, um, very wealthy part of the Toronto area. And so I said, so keep up with the Joneses sort of people. And she said, yes, like that. And so I thought for a second and I said, Heba, here's what you're going to put on your business card. We create kitchens your neighbors want to have dinner in. See, friends, kitchens and bathrooms, super boring. Kitchens and bathrooms, not exciting. Okay. I'm going to give you another example because I just saw a couple of people that are in the chat are people that I know personally. So here's a really great example. And Ashley, I know you're watching, so pay close attention here. When I worked at a summer camp, we had mostly kids from the foster care system. All of our kids were underprivileged and at risk. But saying to you, oh yeah, so uh, I run a summer camp. Not exciting. For those of you who are in parts of the world where summer camp doesn't exist, what I'm referring to is a summer program. And for those of you who are watching, pay close attention to how I'm explaining this in a way that makes it inclusive. Okay, so this is another learning opportunity. We, we have summer programs here in North America where kids get together. There are day programs and overnight programs, and it has been studied as being one of the most or identified in a study as being one of the most incredible and life affirming opportunities a young person can have. Okay. So, but summer camp over here is like not exciting. It's just like, who cares? Your kid goes to summer, you run a summer camp, like who, who cares? However, when I used to say to people, especially people who were potential donors or who were donors to our camp, I would say, we are life skills disguised as summer camp for underprivileged and at-risk kids. Suddenly, we're like, oh, I would love to be part of that. So what do the kids learn there? What do they do? And my next thing that I would always say to them is there are two things that kids do at our camp that they don't do at home. They eat green beans and they clean toilets. And people will go, what? What are you talking? How do you get kids to eat green beans? You put it in front of them and expect them to eat it. Right? And so then I could talk more about the life skills that we developed and how we created our culture. And it started right from it didn't matter who showed up on site, that the children were expected to shake hands and introduce themselves, providing the adult identified that person as a safe person to talk to, you know, and this sort of thing. And so you know, this may sound like just stories about summer camp, but really what I'm doing is creating a picture that people can view in their minds. Sarah Tempty, the amazing copywriter, refers to these as Polaroid moments. So if people can see, oh, a little kid shaking an adult's hand, hey, that seems really respectful. I'd like to be part of something like that then I've just created a place for that donor to feel like their money belongs and that they are understood and what they value is being uh, put out into the world as well. So that's actually marketing. Oh, I love this because what you're actually saying right now through this story, and these were two pow very powerful stories, you're saying that it always needs to be about them mm -hmm. about the people who you are speaking to mm -hmm. and also how you can create value for them that they don't see yet yeah absolutely absolutely because most of the times we think like marketing is about me right That's marketing is right <laughs> <laughs> so let's just debunk that with the marketing mm -hmm. is not about me even if we are marketing our business our mm -hmm. business is not we mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I'm going to give a direct example of this from my business. So one of the things that I say, and it is on like all of our marketing material for me as a speaker, it's in our um, uh, contracts, like the covering letter for our contracts that we send. It says my responsibility, like as in you're trusting me with your audience. My responsibility is to make you, the event planner, look like a rock star and the delegates feel like superheroes. That's my job. Because if I come on stage and all I do is talk about how great I am, people are going to be catching Z's in about five seconds. That's it. They're going to be done. Wow. However, if I get up there and I go, hey, if this is where you're at in your business, and I'm guessing it is because you're here, and I list the things that I know these people are struggling with because I've spent time in their Facebook groups, because I've interviewed some of them beforehand, because I've connected with the association that's booked me, so I know why people are in the room. Then mm -hmm. I can change my slides, not necessarily the message, but the pictures, 
to resonate with the people in the audience and I can speak directly to them and I can give examples that are specific to their industry. That's mm. not about me. That's me making it about them. I don't want your money so that I can stand on stage and have a cathartic experience about how awesome I am. I'm not interested in that. I'm not. I'm interested in what you're going to see for yourself when you look at these slides and you hear what I have to say and you come up on stage and say, oh, twist, I really like to do this, but I, I don't know how to make it work. I, I don't know mm -hmm. how. And we come up with an idea right there that you can turn around and go make work next week in your business when you go home from this conference. Okay. That's awesome. And I'm going to call, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Um, so you're going to help me. Um, but before we do that, like you told us something really, really crucial that a lot of people still don't utilize like power of sharing their story or storytelling. Right. Um, and I know that for me, that was very hard because you know, for coaches and people who are in this like coaching, consulting business, they feel that it's too close to them. How do these people like, because we will, we will probably have some listeners. Most of my audience are coaches, course, course creators. And will think like, yeah, but this is too close. It's too, too raw for me to share. How do I go yeah. about these stories that are, that are relatable, but you know, I want to keep it for myself. So you, first of all, you're not wearing a walk. You're not a walking billboard. You're not wearing a sandwich board that says, here's what happened to me in my life. And I need you to know everything. Yes. So people don't know unless you tell them. The other thing is, is you can choose when to share something so that the impact lands differently. And I'll give you mm -hmm. an example. D, if I told you that I dropped out of high school three times and homeschooled myself to graduate, would you be surprised? If I told you that oh I failed, if, if I told you I failed college the first time around, would you be surprised? Oh my goodness. <laughs> no. Right? No, like I, I can't really, I don't believe you. <laughs> right. So we can choose to share different parts of our story at different times. And what we can do is put our best foot forward. That's our honest foot forward. It doesn't mean that, you know what, let me rewind a little bit. The thing that people are afraid of is being found out. Mm, That's what yes. they're afraid of. Like the mistake I made, the client who wasn't happy, the time I wasn't able to fill in the blank. Okay. Have I had non-happy clients? Yes, I've had non-happy clients. Okay. It happens, especially when you're building your business and you're not sure how to deal with difficult situations. However, when you are able to address those and you go, okay, I made a mistake. I didn't do a great job of this. I could have done this better. And we tell people and we own it, especially when we realize something is going on, then that also helps build the bridge of mm -hmm. relationship mm -hmm. and belonging. So imagine, let's say we're working together, D, and I have the sense because I haven't heard from you for a couple of days or, you know, you're not the same bubbly self in some of our messages. And I go, you know, I reach out to you and I say, hey, is there something that we did that you're not happy with? Is there something else going on? I can sense that there's been a little shift. If there's something else going on, is there something we could support you with? If it's something we've done, like, can we work this out? How can we work this out? We want to do better. Mm -hmm. And if you've done a good job in advance setting your client up, they'll know they can come to you. Some will still choose not to. And we've, we've had that happen where people say, oh, actually, I just wanted to fix this. And we go, OK, so next time when we work together, let's do it this way instead. And they go, oh, that'd be great. Right. And so it's really about developing communication with each of your clients. And although people may have uh, an ideal client avatar or a dream client, whatever language you choose to use, although you may have those things, things still get rocky sometimes because mm -hmm. you aren't the same person as my other client. And my other client is not the same person as you. And so it's really important to have this very personal relationship because I want you to be able to walk away and say, oh my gosh, you are not gonna believe. I just bought this thing from Twist, took her workshop, had her do this thing for my business. Here's the amazing relationship we had because they were at, you know, Twist was willing to blah, blah, blah. When something went wrong, she was willing to dot, dot, dot. And she sh and you would share that. Well, that becomes marketing. 
Oh, yes. Ooh, such a great perspective. Uh, yeah, that's a twist. <laughs> that's a twist. I didn't see this coming, but that's really awesome. And you mentioned um, ideal client um, avatar or, you know, your perfect client, whatever. A lot of times, and when we talk about marketing, it's really, really important to, that we speak the language that our ideal client understands, yeah. right? And sometimes especially for for me because english is not my my first language mm -hmm. and most of my audience most most of my listeners will be people who i'm um, i'm building this international uh business in another language how can we go through these barriers to speak the language that you know our clients yeah. understand and we are also like clear in understanding ourselves probably because if we are confused we lose Okay, so first of all, you're reminding me of when I learned to speak sign language. So I speak American <laughs> Sign Language. Uh, and when I was you learning, and, okay, see, we did not, okay, also, friends, here's a great learning opportunity for you. I, I did not clear this with Dee in advance because I didn't know I was going to tell this story. Dee, can I say one swear word that is in context? On oh, your yes, absolutely. Okay, great. See, like asking permission for those kind of things is really important because for some people, I couldn't tell the story. Mm -hmm. So when I was learning sign, I accidentally introduced myself as, hello, my name is asshole during a board meeting with all the executives. Okay. So That's it. Okay. I did that. Hello, my name is asshole. And so when we are learning another language, one of the, th and we make mistakes, we have to be willing to laugh at ourselves and own our mistakes. So that would be one of my number one tips. Yes. Yes. Yep. yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another thing to do is I'm going to give you a really specific example for people who, uh, for people who's for people, people for whom English is not their first language. Uh, this, this may be a little bit more foreign to you. So just hang out with me for a second and we'll sort it. That was not a pun intended, but it was a good one. I have to say that foreign. Yes, that was good. Did you pick up on that? You can laugh now, Dee. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. So if I were to say to you, and this is an actual example that I use on stage, if I were to say to you, you are going to take uh, 50 milligrams of, actually here, we'll do it this way. If I were to say to you, you're going to take four milligrams of hydromorphone, P-O-B-I-D-P-R-N, do you know what I'm talking about? No, because it's medical jargon, right? So mm -hmm. four milligrams of Dilaudid, twice a day by mouth as needed, which means you're okay. only going to take it if you're in pain, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your audience, unless you are speaking to a really specific niche, really specific audience that is only looking for somebody who understands their jargon, you can use that. Otherwise, mm -hmm. like, especially if you're coaching and you're in a broader industry, don't use really specific jargon and certainly do not use like your language because if you, and when I say your language, like specific to your business, specific things that you call something, you know, we can introduce those concepts, but we never want to talk about them. Like people know what we're talking about because then they feel left out and that's not belonging, right? Mm -hmm. Belonging mm -hmm. in marketing is about creating an environment where people get that you get them. So mm -hmm. sometimes jargon is appropriate, but more specifically, just using language that they use or words they use. Mm, yeah, oh. that reminds me oh, really of a McDonald's story when I was talking about upsell. <laughs> upsell to one of my clients and I said you know you need to have this upsell and we know what the upsell is um but she said like I'm so confused what what are you talking about and then I said you know you go to McDonald's mm -hmm. and you buy coffee no, or you buy um a donut yeah 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 donut for breakfast and then you also get uh, a coffee for special price because you buy a donut for them and that's an upsell and she said yeah but tell me like that's just a uh dunkin i don't know dunkin deal or something she said oh yes dunkin deal and we have a special jargon in the upsell world as well um what i want to say like sometimes yes you are so right uh, sometimes we are so caught in our own business and our own matter that it's really like people don't understand it yeah that was really really good Mm -hmm. um so make it simple um 
yeah, now I want to test you. So, um, you you know, you know, I'm gonna put you on the side. Uh, but you, you most of the like, you know who my ideal clients are, and you know we we did a little bit of of stuff. But let let's say like this. So I am launching this new offer, this new program that's gonna be for female entrepreneurs who are already hitting their six figures and they are like a little bit overwhelmed with all the stuff. Um, and we can resonate. Um, there are a lot lot of stuff that we should be doing um, instead of like really being that visionary for our business. And I want to create something that's going to be like really compelling and, you know, on the spot. So I want to, when someone asks me, so what do you do? What do you offer? I want to be able to say it in like elevator pitch. Okay. So I have a, first of all, I have an attraction piece that I can give you. And secondly, I need to ask you a couple more questions before I can give you something else. Go. So are, are most of these women mothers? Yeah, it can be like, yeah, they are, they're busy, busy moms, busy okay. moms or busy women. Yeah. Okay. So I would draw an analogy between like trying to raise triplets because people can imagine one baby. Most people can't imagine triplets and they actually think about multiples, right? They're like, yes. how does somebody do this with three or two or whatever? So I would draw an analogy like if, um, you know, business is like trying to uh, feed your toddler, change your baby's diaper, get all of the uh, laundry done and stand on your head at the same time, you know, we can help you not feel that way so that it more feels like, watching your kid run run track where you just sit back and enjoy the view you know sometimes <laughs> yes 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 right? right so because if we're talking to moms they they want that like one day i'm not going to have to change the diaper watch the toddler stand on my head and do all the laundry all at once mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. an analogy between something that they really understand and where they want to be will really help right because that's just an analogy it's crazy and you're gonna help them love it. So powerful because what you did like here, it's like, okay, I'm here, but that's the view that we are going to, mm -hmm. to see in, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this. Yeah. And really painting the picture. I think that that's powerful. Yeah. And so if you wanna make that more powerful, bringing in that like triplet or twins view and be, you know, you can say like, uh, well, you have screaming triplets, right? <sighs> So business can be, business can be like trying to look after screaming triplets. Everyone needs you to do everything all at the same time, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so that's, that is something people can picture. That's one of those Polaroid moments. Oh yeah, cool. And you having like a really large team and, and thinking about, okay, so I need to manage all these team members is like the same as, as you know, being available for your kids. How would you say like people, if we, if we translate this to a business world where we are speaking to high achievers who are actually managing teams and trying to scale their business. So tell me, uh, just give me an example of an industry that somebody would be in. Um, yeah, coaches, like most of the time coaches, okay, let's right, say, yeah. um, okay, okay, that's all I needed. Thank you. Okay, um, cool. Oh, yes. I forgot to establish the rules with you. So when I speak on stage, I actually put the rules up on a slide and it says I need two to three sentences. I have, and I reserve the right to interrupt you. If you don't stop talking when I interrupt you, then the thought will leave me and go somewhere else. Okay. So here we go. So <laughs> I would do something like, um, catch a fish for today or cast a net and catch a thousand tomorrow. <sighs> you know, cast a net and feed a village tomorrow, whatever, whatever language you want to use, but that's what I would do because people can automatically go, I see a fishing pole, I see a net. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> this is where we want to be so careful about the industries we do this in because if you are coaching, I'm just gonna use a very specific example here, okay? Uh, so we're going to pretend that you are a coach for environmental activists. Okay, we're just going to roll with that. Don't use the fishing analogy because the first thing they're going to think is, oh my goodness, all the trolling and the bottom of the ocean and the poor, <laughs> right? But that's distracting for them, right? So we want to find something else like, hey, it's not about planting a tree in someone's backyard. It's about planting a forest after a fire. Ah, yeah. That's what so we yeah, that's how oh, we create analogies with specific industries. Oh, these are so, so great examples. I love that, you know, 
the playfulness in this because you know that's the part that i think most of the people are missing because business is not boring business should be fun and what you're doing like it's really like including this fun parts and fun elements into a business that was so cool um was there anything else is that was that that yeah right that's that. <laughs> it's that fast <laughs> there you go <laughs> You know what I can't do? Oh, D, can I, I tell you what, I, let me tell you one quick story because this is such a good, is that okay? Can I tell you one more story? It's so good. Yes. Okay. Go. So, um, you might laugh at this, but I speak a lot in the landscaping industries. Okay. Or in, in, in uh, trades industries, but uh, landscaping is where this story is coming from. So here I am at Landscape Ontario, which is the biggest conference in our country, the biggest landscaping conference, uh, although it is the provincial one. And uh, unbeknownst to me, there's a gentleman in the back row and his name is John. And John, and one of the things that I do, uh, I don't have my cell phone handy, I was going to show you. I take my cell phone out of my pocket and this like mortifies people that I have a cell phone in my hand when I speak. But there is a specific slide and when I know it's coming, because I know my material, I take my phone out of my pocket and I, and I say to people, take your phone out, you're going to want a picture of this, okay? And I put it back in my pocket. And so all these people take their phones out and they take a picture and it's a slide that has a formula for calculating ROI if you're using gifting in your marketing, okay? And so John takes this picture out or takes this picture and he gets an idea because my whole speech is all about, it's like this, but it's like how to use gifting in a really clever way. And he thinks to himself, oh, I know what I can do. He went back to his province and he made this agreement with a gentleman who has an apiary, which is a set of beehives, okay? And they had five beehives on top of a hotel and decided that uh, they were going to take over this and they had the agreement, but only his clients would be given a pint of honey from this apiary. Once a year, they could have a pint of honey. Well, this became so popular that you could get John's honey that they now book out their business 18 to 24 months in advance, and they now have 25 hives in their apiary. Ah, and that's just from one slide, like idea from my slide. Oh one my idea. goodness. That's yeah. awesome. That's oh, so yeah. powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the, the, the twist, the magician. magician. That's why I, I brought you here. Like, um, so, I want to ask you something like, and I want you to tell us a story. Of course, you have a story about this. Go on, um, because everything seems so, you know, flawless and it seems like so fun and it seems like, okay, she got it. Mm -hmm. um, and this is my favorite question to all of my guests and people right. already know this. Was there any moment in your, in your life and business where you felt like I'm so afraid of doing this or, you know, just... <laughs> you know, going forward, but then you did it and you're so, so, so proud of yourself. And you say, I'm so glad that I did this. Um, yeah. So I go through this all the time. <laughs> like this is, I am super confident about my abilities to get on stage and do things. I am fantastic on camera. I have had loads of practice. I love being a guest on podcasts. But then people were like, Twist, can you teach us how to do that? And I went, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, totally. I can teach. I can do this. Do you know that it took me? I mean, part of it was that we had like a, a client project that took more time and we weren't able to get everything out we wanted to. But it took me like two months to put up a checkout page for a workshop <laughs> on how to get booked on podcasts. Like two months. Okay. I have $20,000 offers and I was afraid to put up a $37 sales page. Oh my goodness. <laughs> talk about that for a minute. Is that an upper limiting thing? Oh, oh, have you read uh, that Gay Hendricks book? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so the big leap is the book that we are uh, referencing right now for anybody listening. So mm -hmm. is it an upper limit problem? Maybe, but I don't, I have ADHD. And so sometimes the challenge I have one day is not the challenge I have another day, which is a big challenge in itself. Because sometimes I think, oh, I could do this before. Why can't I do this right now? Mm -hmm. And so I have to reach out for my to my team for some help. And they are amazing. Like if I can shout out to all of you right now who are on my teams, I adore you. And so, 
you know, I think the biggest thing to learn from what I've just shared is that, you know, it's a roller coaster. It's a curve. It's a whatever. It's not a straight line. Whatever analogy you would like to use, glass ceiling. It's a twist. <laughs> yarn, you know, twisted up chain that you found in your mother's jewelry box from 100 years ago. Like, whatever you, whatever analogy you want to use, it's not a straight line. It's no. just a straight line. And so it's really mm -hmm. important to be gracious with yourself and realize that you're on a journey too. And so mm -hmm. is there fear? Yes. Is it paralyzing? But Sometimes. Why, I, why I'm so keen to know from you, because like people say, especially like people who are just, you know, putting them out of, putting themselves out there and trying to speak or, yep. you know, you know, talk about their message or mm -hmm. whatever that is. The number one fear that I often feel like is the fear of public speaking. And mm -hmm. you as a speaker, you know, you're not afraid of that. Yeah. And is there any other fear? Like what? Yeah. Twist is not afraid of that. Yeah. We know that. Like she's not afraid of speaking. Like what's that fear that, you know, and, you know, I think that also, coming from that place of having an ADHD, like I'm the most of the times I'm afraid of being bored. Like that's my biggest fear. Being like bored? I can't be bored. Being be bored, bored. Or boring. Be bored, bored. Okay. Like because right. yeah, because if something like if you put me in somewhere where I'm get I'm bored, like I'm gonna go nuts. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be rageous. Like don't don't do boring stuff. Just get, you know, get me. Like I need to be engaged all of the times, and that's my biggest fear. Mm. That, and I think like really my vision is to to have fun until I die. Like that's like fun, 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 fun. It's always need. It always needs to be fun in my life. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like I'm gonna die. <laughs> That's really interesting because if we talk about like a uh, a fear that I have consistently, I don't know if I call it a fear, but an awareness for me is I never want somebody in an audience that I am speaking to, be it one person like you and I or a thousand people at a conference, I never want somebody to walk away and say, oh, geez, I just wasted an hour. That is prime for me. Oh, yes. Oh, that's so good. And that's because if you're so aware of it and so conscious about people, other people's time. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's one of the values. And that's why I, I really respect you as a as a business owner, as as a leader and someone who really. Yeah, I just I just love this this twist. Um, nice wrap up. Um, so I, I want to like and I want to and the second best question that I have for you, like, what is your most fun and most you know in the world of social media and most fun platform that people can connect with you and you know um ask you for a tip or you know let's help me with this what's the most fun platform for you oh my gosh so we are about to launch a strategy for multiple platforms in this moment if you are watching right now just find me on facebook um d can you drop my facebook name in the chat thank you very much there you go i'm Alyssa twistlight on facebook that is the best place to find me uh, that is definitely where you will see me posting all kinds of things like this interview and other things mm -hmm. that you want to. Yeah. So I, I, and I, and I love Facebook for that because I think it's such a versatile platform. I'm actually flirting with Instagram more now because it, it gives me the opportunity to be really crazy and being like really me with the reels and all this good stuff. But yes, Facebook is also my favorite. I, I just love Facebook. Um, tell me what is in store for you? Like, what are you excited about? Like, you know, what is the next big project for you? Uh, we have two big things going on right now that I'm very excited about. So one of them is we have a product. Can I show? I have some right here. Can I show them? Go. These are social media recipe cards. We launched these about a year and a half ago, and we're about to scale it. So we send decks of these out. We sent these to like 250 people in five countries. Excuse me. In <sighs> I'm so sorry. In 11 countries. I don't know where five came from. 11 countries. And so wow. this is these all have a prompt, instructions on how to create your own organic post, why you're doing it, and a sample post to use as a template. When we launched these, we were like, these are for social media. That's what these are for. 
And then people started emailing us and they were like, hey, so I use these for a LinkedIn article. Hey, so I'm building a bank of stories out of these. Hey, so I took these to Spain with me and I had a speaking retreat and everybody got a deck. So it's important to see how different people use them for different things. So we're scaling that project right now and we're very excited about it. And then we also have, and it's next week, we have a workshop that is about how to get booked on podcasts. And so that's the other thing that we're working on. And we're super excited about that. We being me and my awesome team. So shout out to you again, Leah, Lauren, Chandra. I'm super excited. And, you know, we're really looking forward to helping people get their voices out there. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what can people expect? So you you really n- nailed it with, with, like, that's a really no-brainer. S- social innovation cards, like, you know, grab those. But uh, when it comes to the Get Booked um, on your podcast, tell us a little bit more about that. Like, what can people expect on this live workshop? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it'll be about 90 minutes. And the mm-hmm. workshop is really about going from being what might be a good guest to being a great guest. But even before that, like, how do I end up on a podcast? Where do I meet people who have podcasts? What if I want to be on a really big podcast? And so it's very much about how to handle interactions with hosts, where it is you can find those hosts. And I will even share the questions that I ask that really wow hosts before they even book me. So those are some of the things. Oh, that's... That's so cool because I think that, and we had like two, three weeks ago, we had a podcasting coach um, and we really talked about why is it important for us not just to, mm-hmm. and she coaches people how to do their own podcast. Um, yeah. And we talk a little bit about how important it is to be utilizing other people's platforms and, and book yourself on other people's podcasts. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are still, uh, I don't, I don't want to, um, I don't, you know, I don't have nothing to say. Yeah. I'm not enough, you know, yeah. tell us why this is so important. I want from your words, from your own twist, like, why is it important that we go out there and utilize podcasts because it's such a beautiful platform. So I think it's really important to realize that regardless of whether you're being booked for an in-person event to speak or you're at a networking event and you introduce yourself or whether you're on a podcast, somebody else is trusting you with their audience. Mm -hmm. And so when they do that, what they're doing is lending you their credibility as it's often referred to as. So your audience D didn't know me before I showed up today. There may be a few people as we've seen in the comments who know who I am, but there are a lot of people who follow you who won't know who I am yet. But by having me on your podcast, you're lending your credibility. You're telling people, hey, I trust Twist, and I would love for you to trust her too. And that's really important. And so one of the things that goes even beyond that is when people rebook you. And, you know, this this is the greatest example that somebody ever shared with me that I will share with you right now. Anybody can stand up and give you a standing ovation. Anybody can stand up clap their hands when you're done. But let me tell you, if the front row stands up, the back row stands up. But if the back row stands up, the front row doesn't even know they're standing. Right? So how it was explained to me is if anybody can stand up and clap, but it's when you get rebooked and referred that you know you've done a good job. And I could count on one hand the number of times that I have either been on a podcast or been on a stage and not been rebooked or referred. Yeah, so good. So good. Yes. Because I, and I think that what you, in your core, what you teach, because for me, like I booked myself on, I don't know, 50 podcasts. And mm-hmm. at the end of like really honing into my story and being comfortable, mm-hmm. um, you know, just speaking and talking about my, why am I, here what is my mission i got like at the end really uh, people referring me sending emails and really like referring to other people and that where i felt oh yes this is this is it this is the story that resonates with people this is what people want to hear more and i think it's also here's also a learning moment for you guys you know when that moment happens be notice what was in in your particular you know presentation or speech what was that ask maybe what was that that was so interesting that you got 
you know, you, you refer me or rebook me. I think mm -hmm. that's also really, really key. Yeah. So and you I, know. Yeah. And I, I got to jump in because there's like one more thing we got to talk about is, you know, sometimes if you're not rebooked or referred, it's not because you didn't do a great job. Sometimes what happens in those ones, which can be the juiciest ones, is there may be a policy where they only have people once. But yeah, but to get on is really challenging. Right. Mm -hmm. And those are sometimes the times when you'll get the most back end business out of it. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I had somebody message me once and actually one of those people is in the chat right now. I just noticed I had somebody listen to a podcast that I had that had been recorded like 18 months prior. And she messaged and said, you are the only person who can help me. And that turned into a $4,000 sale that turned into a fantastic business relationship. And so, you know, it's, it's again, like somebody lent me their platform. I was on that podcast twice. And then what happened is somebody else heard me and said, oh, oh, you're the one I've been looking for. And mm. reached out because they could hear me. So it's not just, and there was no visual on that. There was no um, video on that podcast. It was just audio, but they could hear the care I have for people. And so the opportunity for you, my friends, when you get booked on a podcast is for people to be able to hear you as a person and not just interpret your tone on text. Like when you post on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram or wherever you post much. Yeah. Better. Mm -hmm. your your voice matter you have a powerful voice um yeah that's cool yeah just to to be respectful of your time as well and also people's time um is there anything that i forgot to ask you that you would want to share you forgot to ask me when i can come back so we can play again <laughs> should it should it <laughs> uh, we have a I was afraid, let, let's just read Yvonne. Yvonne uh, if, I was afraid I had missed all the good stuff. I didn't. This is great information. I need to watch the replay. Yes, my friend, go and watch the replay. Um, Alyssa, twist, 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 twist. twist. <laughs> twist is my good friend and she's just awesome when it comes to marketing. She did a little marketing on the spot. She did her magic and she helped me to, to really like... Um, put a little twist on my messaging and how I'm going to present my new offer. So that was cool. And of course she, she threw a bunch of stories that were fun. Um, this was fun. This, this was, was fun. Um, I love this because you are a dear friend of mine and I am just so privileged and grateful that we get to, you know, impact the world together because in this world where we live now like i think we women are badasses and we rock and having that support system of women who you know are just badasses together just makes this this world a more beautiful and fun place so thank you so much it really does thank you so much for trusting me with your audience this has been a blast i love you speak to you soon Thank you so much, Fearless Soul, for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode. I know your time is the most valuable asset, so I don't take this lightly. As a sign of appreciation, I would love to give you free access to my 21-day Mindset Mastery and Business Strategy program. All you need to do is take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in EG Stories. Until next time, dreamer. Mwah.